zdravo. Ja zovem se Steven. Ja sam irac i sada pričam hrvatski. I služajte The Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving and living and learning languages. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and on this show we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. This week I'm answering a listener question with a difference because you're going to hear our listener who sent in an audio file with his thoughts. How cool is that? If you ever want to do such a thing and send me your question as an audio file, please do. And you know the email address to send it to. It is k-e-r-s-t-i-n at fluentlanguage.co.uk. I also love the angle from which listener William approached his question. It's about a classic problem when you're learning a language. How do you sound good? How do you work on your accent? How can you fit in? How do we get this right? So before we get to that question and my thoughts, and I can tell you, I'm, I'm excited. You can hear it. I'm finally not sick as well, which you can also hear. <laughs> so before we get engaged and really share all the excitement that the question of accent work can bring up and all the kind of possibilities that this can bring up especially for solo learners who don't really have the feedback from other people and may feel isolated let's spend a second and talk about a wonderful wonderful company you know who i'm going to talk about our show sponsor live lingua Life Lingua offers immersive online language lessons via Skype. Their instructors are native speakers of the language that they teach and there are 11 languages to choose from and the teachers will work one-on-one -on -one with you. This immersive language learning method, it's very convenient, it is productive and it is built to meet your specific scenario. So you can come to Live Lingua if you want to get fully fluent and really master your language, if you want to improve your accent or if you just want a few travel phrases. It doesn't matter. There are 11 languages available, which is an awful lot for a live lesson platform. And what I really like about Live Lingua is that they take part of the organizing and sort it out for you. They've got this wonderful dashboard where your teacher can give you feedback, can give you learning tips and can recommend what they would like to work on next with you. So if they have a conversation with you to assess at the start and they realize, well, your tenses are actually really good, but in the German language, your cases are all over the place and I've got a few exercises that we can do that's going to sort that right out. They will put that in the dashboard so you know what to expect. And that's very, very handy if you're working with a language tutor, especially a new one, you don't quite know what's happening yet. LiveLingua offer every single listener of the Fluent Show a free lesson. No strings attached, free language lesson. How could you say no, right? I didn't say no. Why would we? <laughs> okay, you can sign up for the free trial lesson with LiveLingua today at livelingua.com slash fluent that is livelingua.com slash fluent you can sign up there's a free lesson and by the way while you're on that website 
livelingua.com slash fluent. Have a little look around the website as well and you will find the Live Lingua project, which is part of the company's commitment to helping everybody learn languages. And they've got a selection collection of free ebooks, audio, video in over 130 languages. And it's not your everyday languages there are amazing amazing things on offer here like albanian like creole like tunisian versions of french like cameroon versions of french like mali versions of french there is a million african languages that i've never even heard of i may just check it out for a bit of yoruba who knows? So these courses are all hosted and organized and maintained by LiveLingua. And they were originally made for the Peace Corps, for the FSI in the um, in America and for the DLI. And LiveLingua has just hosted them all and kind of collected them all very nicely. We did feature this on Top Tools a while ago and it is really a top tool. So the website URL where you can head to find out all that good stuff and get that free lesson. Don't forget is at livelingua.com slash fluent. And as always, thank you so much to LiveLingua for supporting The Fluent Show. So let's get to the question from our listener. And like I said, his question is about accent work. And very, very kindly, he sent me his lesson in audio. So I don't have to read it out to you. Let's just go straight over to William and hear what he has to say. Hi, Kirsten. I'm a, new, I'm a new listener here in Canada. I love the show. I think you're doing a great work and um, keep working. Um, today I have a question that, um, the question about accent. When I listen to your voice, uh, virtually I cannot the, the difference between your accent and um, a native speakers in UK. Your accent is, uh, is so perfect. And um, I wish you can talk more about um, the time you do the accent work, uh, how you do it. Um, in my case, I have been learning English um, for two years. Um, at the time, I started learning English at the time I came to Canada to study here in a college. Uh, my English level at that time was not great. I cannot speak. I cannot speak. I cannot um, communicate with uh, other people. Um, like uh, everything was horrible. I, I, I must say that. Um, in my case, my my native tongue is Vietnamese, and um, you know that is a, a very distant language from English. So uh, for sure, it uh, takes me uh, for a while to um to learn all the vocabulary, to learn uh, um the grammar, to change the mindset, to change the um, the logic, um the way language works in in English, um. Up until now, I can uh, I can listen to any uh, radio or podcast or any source that I like. I can read books. I can read magazine. I can read the news without much um, structure because uh, I know the most of the vocabulary I see. But my problem is, um, I think I still have the problem with the pronunciations, the uh, intonation, the um, the accent. I I feel that um, maybe it's yours sounds weird to uh, to the ears uh, um, of, of, of native speakers so I wish I can improve it I can um, I wish I can improve my accent to a level that um, um, uh, that's it, that it is normal to uh, a native speaker so um, 
yeah, I hope uh, in the next um, episode um, you can um, uh, uh, share your experience with the Axian works, how you do it, um, what the mindset are for acquiring a perfect accent. Um, um, yeah, thank you so much, and um, hope to see uh, hope to see the answer in uh, in the future episode. William. Thank you so much for sending in your question, for sharing your journey of language learning and especially for being so courageous to put your voice out on audio so you can hear yourself on the Fluent Show. First of all, congratulations on the amount of English that you have learned. You said that when you first moved to Canada, you didn't really understand anything. And now you're at a stage where you can have conversations, you can listen to podcasts, you can read magazines, you can read books. Essentially, you're fluent in English. That's amazing. And also your English, we just all heard it, is amazing. And it is very important that that gets really, really mentioned. So I want to encourage you, congratulate you and just tell you, you are awesome. Whew. Listeners, William sent this question in response to an episode that I did on the Fluent Show. Maybe check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. As he mentioned, my accent and the way I sound in English. Um, as you know, ich komme eigentlich aus Deutschland und eigentlich ist Deutsch meine Muttersprache und ich habe Englisch erst mit zehn Jahren angefangen and I speak English relatively switch this, switch that, switch this, switch that, sort of relatively naturally now, which is after 15 years of living in the UK. But sometimes people are curious about my story and I did share this story of learning English in Fluent Show episode 96 and you'll find a link to that in the show notes at fluent.show slash 113 as always <laughs> so let's talk about first of all let's talk about accent sounding native like and all these things so i've got a range of thoughts here and i'm going to share them and i'll start with william with you <laughs> your accent there are sort of very specific moments where your vietnamese accent shows up in your speech and that is if i was doing specific accent work with you or you find yourself a coach or a, a speech coach a language coach an accent guide trainer something like that someone like that that would be what they would focus on first sort of the really obvious things for example your c sounds are hissy for lack of a better word uh, where at, at points where normally in English there wouldn't be. So you say accent instead of accent. But that is a very, very specific issue. And any speech coach, anyone really listening to your to how you speak and focusing on it would pick that up and let you know at this point when you are producing English so well so well because it's clear that you're not hesitating you're not lacking words you know it is actually possible and I would recommend you work with somebody who is a speech coach or an accent coach who will be able to help you create exactly what is required they will record you they will listen back to your speech with you and they will help you produce sounds with your mouth and have it do what it needs to do so that is kind of specific accent work William is so, so smart, listeners, because he recognized something else. And that's in his email, really. He recognized the core feeling that is the problem here. It's not about people don't understand me. It's not about 
people recognizing him and sort of really failing. It's not about communication breakdown anymore. It is about having access to conversations, blending in and feeling at ease personally. And I have a lot of empathy for that desire because even after 15 years here in the UK, I still can't seem to blend in like a local. Maybe you're hearing my voice and you think, oh, Kirsten sounds like an English native speaker. Every one of you who is a British English native speaker can hear me and you know I'm not from wherever you're from. So when people don't know me, they will often, uh, often, <laughs> they will, here we go, they will often ask me where I'm from. And they usually know I'm from somewhere that isn't quite here. <laughs> and that just, just hasn't gone away, even though I've lived in this country for 15 years. And sometimes it can bother me because it directs the conversation to me or something specific about me. And it directs the conversation to my foreignness uh, or my you know, just something I don't want to focus on at that moment when I want to talk about something completely different. It it colors, sometimes it can feel like it colors people's opinion of you and it can make you uncomfortable and all that just through language, just through a tiny accent. So for me, even after all this time here, I don't think I necessarily sound native-like, but I'm doing a good enough job. <laughs> many, many people still pick up that I'm from somewhere else. And I know that I Germanize more when I'm very tired. And I know that there are certain things in my accent that I just don't, don't fix. But something that I did say in episode 96 that I want to tell you about again is when I first moved to the UK, when I first moved to Preston in the north of England, in Lancashire, Lancashire love, I, I, it was it was even harder. It was even harder for me because I came here and I had mostly learned what what I would consider school English, or I'd learned fairly clean English. Or definitely in school they don't teach you a Northern English accent, and then you move to Northern England, and you really become aware of your accent. So at, that was the only time really in all of my English speaking time I really focused on accent work. So at, I want to focus on the kind of work that we can do perhaps to help our accent but like i already told you and like i will i will maybe uh tell you a little bit more about later there's only that much that we can control here so let's talk about accent work that you can do tips for william tips for you if you're a language learner and you're feeling conscious of your, of your accent and you're feeling like you want to do some work on it here are some things that you can do the most important issue is that I believe language and pronunciation come quite early in the learning process and accent intonation sort of fine tuning comes a lot later so there are two two parts to this really and there is a difference between learning pronunciation rules and learning the kind of general connections between what you see written on the page and what you hear and then between what you hear and the meaning it creates that comes very very early and I would say that's I'm, I'm going to call that learning pronunciation and then learning how to sound as close as possible to the people in the community that you're in. 
often a native speaker community and often you, you want to blend in and you want to reduce any kind of sounds that you make that don't sound like they are natural to that place. And I would call that accent work. And I'm going to quote Gareth from howtogetfluent.com. And again, uh, you'll find this link in the show notes. He recently wrote a blog article called 100 Language Learning Insights, you know, from his long, long time of learning a language. And he really is an excellent language learner and, and my, my guiding light when it comes to the Welsh language. So Gareth wrote this article and point 50 in his big list of 100 points is worth a read is, unless you want to be a spy... Your goal is to be understood with ease, not to disguise your origins. He says, unless you want to be a spy. That is somewhat humorous and obviously, you know, most of us don't want to be a spy. But it does hint at this sort of intense level of mastery and, and basically professionalism that is required here. If your goal is to, to disguise your origins, no one ever can hear where I come from. That's not really the goal. Your goal is to be understood. And I want to highlight that. To ensure you're understood, what Gareth says, and I would, I would again agree with that. He says, intonation beats accent. And speaking a language is a whole performance. So you want to model your voice. You want to try and listen to the melody of your target language listen to where the stress falls on the words i often find people when they study pronunciation forget the word stress and word stress can be extremely helpful because you're going to sound very alien if your word stress isn't right if your rhythm isn't right then look at your body language consider your persona and look at a native speaker who is similar to you and then see what you can pick up there. So it's a little bit of acting. It's almost like going to acting school and come up with come up with Canadian William. Or you probably you probably already have. And listener, come up with the you know, the other language version of yourself. Maybe there is a Welsh language version of, of Kirsten that I am working on creating all the time when I am learning Welsh. Now, in terms of specific accent work, the trick to, to take from this and the main advice to take from this is to listen and repeat. Try and listen closely and really observe the native speaker in the community that you want to copy. So if William pays a lot of attention to British English speakers, he might come out sounding very British, but he lives in Canada and then he, would, he might still feel like he doesn't quite fit in. So that level of comfort, that comes with fitting in with the people around you. When I moved to Preston in Lancashire, I wanted to sound more like people who, you know, the, the people around me in Preston. They weren't necessarily all from there because I was at university, but a lot of them were northerners. Funnily enough, a lot of them were Welsh <laughs> and there was a certain level of desire in me to just sound like I fit in, sound like I, I belong I belong in that place. And we as humans, we want to belong. So that's where I think the desire to get the accent right comes from. So you want to listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it, because chances are they'll say things that you don't need to learn as new vocabulary but they'll just say what you already know in a slightly different way and that's where it gets interesting so when you pick some one of those points up repeat them try and just repeat like echo 
you know, don't repeat the meaning. Really just echo them. Mimic what people are saying. And then try and listen to yourself. I didn't used to record myself because technology in 2003 is not technology in 2018. But now I think I would. And there are great tools out there to help you with this, such as Speechling and Glossika, where you can record yourself. And recently I've used Lingodeer, the app, to learn a little bit of Chinese, but obviously tones are very important. And Lingodeer also provides the little option to record yourself. You can hear yourself. Then you hear the demo voice and those things next to each other, if you really listen, are extremely helpful because you straight away can figure out what you're getting wrong. Next point, focus on individual expressions. Think, I'm not trying to fix everything about my accent, but instead tinker around. You know, like uh, imagine you've sort of got this old vintage car in your garage and you want to make it into something that'll be roadworthy and cool and impress all your friends you're not going to go and buy all the stuff and just fix it all in one afternoon what you're going to do is tinker around because that's a fun way of doing it you know so think tinkering tinker with your accent don't don't stop but don't do it all in one go don't try and fix it all at once because that's both overwhelming and inauthentic like a lot of this is in the in the iteration, in the fixing something small, realizing, okay, now people react like I'm a local or something, <laughs> or now I feel more confident, and then fixing the next little thing. And I have another lesson or another tip for you, which is something that I believe improved my accent a lot because it improved my listening skill a lot and it improved my skill of picking up both rhythm and melody is that I have a lot of experience singing in choirs. Now I'm not saying you have to go and sort of you know sign up as a tenor in your local in your local choral society although that is a good tip but what a choir singer does needs to do is to get their voice and melody memorized, know what they are supposed to sound like, and then maintain that sound while listening to two or three other voices that are going on around you and still focusing on what you are supposed to be doing. So what it teaches you is how to listen while you're also producing and how to correct yourself very, very quickly <laughs> when you realize what I'm producing here sounds horrible which happens in a choir so it teaches you both listening and production at the same time and also quick self-correction and those are great great skills plus of course musicality which I think helps when you are when you're working on accent and when you're working on producing sounds and my final tip on accent work is to consider your mouth shapes and consider where in the mouth a sound is produced and how long or short that sound is so really we're going into the physiology of producing speech here learn for example the ipa the international phonetic alphabet if you wish i think it is a it's it's not a must i think it is a it's a good to have but most importantly observe and feel where in the mouth these different expressions are formed that's why mimicking and echoing is great because it it teaches you you will produce a sound without judgment and suddenly you'll feel where that sound comes from. Whether you are 
you have more jaw tension than normal, whether your tongue is in a different place, whether suddenly you realize, oh, I've never made a sound like <laughs> before. <laughs> you know, it, it helps to think, what does my mouth need to do to produce that sound? So listen and repeat. Focus on individual expressions. Tinker. Don't fix it all at once. Take the lesson from choir singing and keep correcting yourself as you are producing. Listen while you are producing. And finally, consider your mouth shapes. Now, if you are a German learner, I have got a special recommendation for you. And that is an online course that I have produced. And it really covers the full German pronunciation. So I just wanted to mention that. It's called the Accent and Pronunciation Masterclass. And I'm, I am very proud of this course. I think it very, very much works because why does it work because it works with the mouth shapes that you have to produce so i created this course referencing the ipa but not teaching through the ipa because i don't want you to be burdened learning another thing <laughs> so instead we're focusing on mouth shapes and where the sounds come from it focuses on the sounds and how they are formed it provides you with consistent rules that help you make sense of german And it considers you as an English speaker. And I think that's very unusual. A lot of pronunciation courses don't think about what you normally do as a native speaker. And that is what I took into account when I produced that course. It is specifically for English natives who want to really get their pronunciation to German, in German, tip top. You can get this course at school.fluentlanguage.co.uk or simply have a look at the show notes where I'm going to include it for more information. I'm also going to include links to pronunciation courses I know and trust. And one of them is for French learners and one of them is for English learners. Full disclosure, some of the links are affiliate links, which means should you purchase through the link I provided, the Fluent Show will receive a payment from the provider, which doesn't cost you anything extra. And it's a cool way of supporting the show so I can get good equipment, edit more, sound good and, you know, just keep the show really running the way it does. You can always find the products I mentioned with an internet search if you prefer to do that. Let's now get to my final point that I wanted to cover And that is the thing that we really can control and get better at as well. And that is mindset, mind, thoughts. And I want to get to this, the idea of the perfect accent. We so often hear that children are the only language learners who can produce the perfect accent. You know, when people say children are the better language learners, the children are the better accent learners. I recently chatted to um, an absolutely fascinating person who I'm, I'm sort of pursuing to get on the show. I'm hopefully in 2019, we'll make it happen, who is a speech therapist. And she introduced me to the fascinating idea that certain ways that your mouth produces sounds, certain ways your mouth naturally curves around the sound are actually genetically fixed you're just born with for example how you produce your r for me it is very difficult to, to to produce certain kind of what's called trills to roll my r i can produce an english r quite easily i can produce the french r quite easily i i can i have to work harder to produce a natural welsh r or a, a russian r 
and I know that my my you know my my Welsh certainly suffers as a result. I don't I don't sound as as cool as I do because my R isn't as good. But it might be that the way it's naturally formed at the front or the back of your throat, for example, might be genetic. It means you you're born with a certain way that your mouth is predisposed to produce sound. And there is the other aspect. Simply the fact that you learn your mother's accent, your mother's dialect, all the sounds your, your, your mother makes and perceives in pregnancy, you learn that while you are still growing. So these are just new ways of thinking about this. We, we weren't discussing scientific studies. We were discussing different ideas from somebody who really sees an awful lot of speech, speech development and really knows her stuff. So perhaps it's worth... Taking this, obviously you take this with a grain of salt, but take a step back and it's worth wondering what perfect even means if we are, as humans, built differently. You don't want perfect. Sorry, I'm hitting the table here. <laughs> you don't want perfect. You want you. And William, what that means for you is sounding a little bit Vietnamese could be like a trophy, a medal, a, a point of pride. As long as you are understood and other people don't, you know, it doesn't get annoying or it doesn't get problematic. Other people continuously asking, where are you from, da, da, da. It, it could be you are, you are taking this in your stride because what it shows is you've lived a life of somebody who is a native Vietnamese speaker and now lives in Canada and has learned English. Boom. That is awesome. Plus, there's also the awareness that everyone has some kind of accent. I, I, I couldn't speak to you in a British voice, <laughs> a British cover everything voice, because there isn't one. You can sound like the Queen, that's British. You can sound like Nicola Sturgeon, you know, the, who is very, very Scottish, that's British. You can sound Welsh. That's British, and you can sound Canadian, then you're still speaking English. So the perfect accent it, as such doesn't really exist. And I like the idea that you can aim for, for lack of a better phrase, let me tell you, let me use this platitude, you can aim for the best version of yourself, or as I would see it, the most comfortable version of yourself. So in terms of mindset, I've got five tips that I want to share that help when you are engaging in accent work. Because what I think is, is, is true is that you can work on improving your accent. You can work on improving your intonation and sounding better and using all those tips I gave earlier. But you can still go about it without self-criticism and without, without too much low confidence, etc. So... Number one, avoid comparing up. Don't compare yourself to people who speak better English than you because what is better English anyway? Don't compare yourself to, to native speakers and deplore the fact that you, you weren't born in the same place. You don't sound the same way because they can't speak Vietnamese like you do. And like I said, it's just different people have different stories and that matters. Number two, while you are working on your accent, focus on the tinkering. Don't obsess on fixing everything at once. Fix little things. And you will, over time, you will get better the same way that you got so much better at English through living in Canada. 
Number three, pay attention to how other people say things and echo them. All the things that they do that you think are cool, that you think are worth copying, with accents and with intonations, you're allowed to copy. Go ahead and steal. It doesn't belong to anyone. Number four, ask for clarification. I think it can be extremely helpful when you hear something that that sounds very local or when you hear something where you think that sounds exactly like how I want to sound. Ask people to say it again. Ask people to repeat. And when people use connected speech, so uh, words start running into each other and you, you're not quite sure what they said or which words are being connected, ask them for clarification and then echo and perhaps even ask them... You know, ask for their feedback on how you were producing the sound. Obviously, this is a lot easier with people who you trust. You know, don't do it with a bus driver because that would be weird. And number five, cut out the desire for perfection because we're never going to get there. <laughs> we're never going to get there. You are, you can be very good. You can be working on it, but most of us humans, it's part of this whole human endeavor and, and in a way part of the language learning endeavor is that you are forever working on things. And that is the same when you are working on an accent. So while it is perfectly good, and I think you are at a great stage of English because you you understand everything. So now is the right time to focus on accent. While it is really important to, to do that, and it's so, so helpful, it's also important to stay chilled and realize that this is a very small aspect of the grand scheme of things. So William, I hope some of these tips were, were useful to you. And I hope that you can trust that the longer you stay, for example, in Canada, the more Canadian you're going to sound. The same way that I sound more British the longer I am in Britain, seemingly. And that is all I have to say on accents. I would love to hear what you think, listeners, because this topic is so huge and I'm already running quite long for a solo episode and I could talk about it forever and I find it quite an exciting topic. So do check out, if you're a French, German or English learner, those courses I recommended my own accent and pronunciation masterclass. And in English, I've got a course from Elena Mutunono that I think is really good. And in French, I've got a course from Géraldine Le Père, who you have previously heard on the podcast as well in our bilingual French episode where I spoke terrible French. So all of that at fluent.show slash 113. Listeners, as always, you can send me feedback and send me your opinions and questions and anything you want to share with me to kerstin at fluentlanguage.co.uk. You can tweet me, find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show, and you can find us on Instagram using hashtag The Fluent Show. I really enjoyed making this episode for you, and I look forward to speaking to you guys in the next episode. <laughs>